pumpkin spice latte please um what kind of milk do you guys have we have um two percent non-fat full milk soy almond or um all right um i'll do your almond milk please okay. and what size do you want to do um your grande okay hot or ice hot please thank you you said almond milk Have you started to notice that when you go to a coffee shop, there is more than one type of creamer offered when you order a coffee? Or even when you go to a grocery store instead of regular 2% or 1% options, there's now almond milk, flaxseed, coconut milk, oat milk, cashew, there's all these other nut milk alternatives. Well, today we're going to be talking about nut milk and other milk alternatives and why in 2019, they're not only trending, but putting dairy farmers out of business. You're listening to Precious the Foodie, the podcast about the food we eat. Before we get going, I think it's important to note that non-dairy alternatives have been on the 11.9 billion come up since 2017. In fact, in other countries like Britain, that is 25% of the population's daily preference. According to Forbes, apart from our changing tastes and consumers' willingness to try new foods, there are two main variables like ethics and nutrition that correspond to the uprise in nut milk. on ethics first, with increase in documentation and access to a camera, the ideal happy cow on a farm, milking that companies sell, is hardly a reality and there's been countless of footage of animal cruelty and abuse on factory farms and like the Fairlife Dairy brand where there was a protest that kind of erupted where their milk was actually pulled off shelves in grocery stores. And unfortunately, public abuse doesn't really sell, so many people turned looking for other available options and sources of milk products. Another reason um, that people have turned is uh, for the climate crisis, which is something that really can't be ignored. The rise in the question of sustainability is trending in 2019, and it's a dominant issue that is drawing a lot of attention, which it should be, honestly, considering the fact that, mo that both meat and dairy together make up of 83% of the world's farmland and produce 60% of the agriculture's greenhouse gas emissions. Experts at Oxford concluded that a vegan diet is the single biggest way to reduce your impact on the planet, not just for greenhouse gases, but global acidification in land and water use. On the nutritional side, many people are lactose intolerant, two-thirds in fact, worldwide, when I discovered this, I thought it was truly interesting and started to notice how dairy made me feel, and I've never considered myself to be lactose intolerant before. Note that people who are lactose intolerant experience bloating, stomach aches, stomach pains, and diarrhea, and should not be confused with, but often is, with cow's milk allergy, where there's an immune response to the protein in cow's milk, which only 1% of adults are affected. Pediatric allergist, also UK's food expert, Adam Fox, makes a point to say that science from a human or even a mammalian perspective, the norm is to tolerate your mother's breast milk. 
and as you get past infancy to stop producing lactase, then you evolve to become lactose intolerant. Then you have a small group of humans who have a mutation that maintain a production of lactose into adulthood. That's mostly locations with the early domestication of cows and dairy farms in countries like the UK, Sweden, and Ireland. 90% of the population is okay. For most of history, milk has only been consumed by farmers because they're the only ones who could have had it fresh enough. It's only since the 20th century where it's become required to pasteurize milk for shipping. It's really around World War I when political forces really pushed milk as a propaganda to sell in excess to make up for the other items the country lacked. And all of that propaganda, plus a few short studies, discoveries of protein and calcium in milk, blown way out of proportion, which caused it to be the original superfood. Former President Truman ensured that all kids had free access in schools and celebrities with the Got Milk campaigns. Basically, it was the marketing that pushed a generation to believe if you want your kids to be big and strong and have strong muscles and bones, it is essential that they drink milk, which over time, like many things, is false. Well, now it's 2019 and people are uncovering hidden truths left and right. With updated science, milk has proven to have quite the opposite effect. After long-term studies, high levels of milk consumption increase bone fracture and mortality. Harvard T. Chan School of Public Health reported various components of dairy leads to high ovarian and prostate cancers. Plus, an increase in saturated fat content of dairy can raise levels of LDL, aka bad cholesterol, which puts you at a greater risk for heart disease. Even professional sports are taking a turn away from dairy. 2012 Olympian and silver medalist as a US track cyclist, Dotsie Bausch, started a non-for-profit around the results of a study that dairy led to an increase in mucus production which caused inflammation and athletes to extend recovery. Using dairy as recovery fuel can cause oxidative stress leading to long-term issues. What's really impressive about her story is how she didn't get on a bike until she was 26, so her switch was vital to her recovery and her achievements. She said, Cow's milk is specifically formulated by the mother for her baby cow, and I'm not a baby cow, last time I looked in the mirror. She's one of the many pro athletes who's a part of the Switch for Good campaign to help tell the truth about this marketed health food that's truly not. Lastly, people who are watching their weight look for other milk options because non-sweet almond milk has 30 calories, while skim has 86. It's all of these factors why dairy milk started taking a serious hit. Dairy Farmers of America reported $1 billion drop-in sales in the year 2017-18. They're trying to strike back with hidden fights with the FDA on the attack of labeling rights and fighting to have alternatives not labeling their products as milk because the definition doesn't qualify. Technically. And you can see how other agricultural businesses have taken a note of the dairy farmer's example by getting ahead of the marketing game, by installing red tape and added regulation on alternative meat products by labeling them as such, like chicken spelled with you, for example.
But basically, the milking of plants isn't new. They've always been available at local specialty shops or whole foods, farmers markets, things like that. It's just now with the generational change, social and ethical change, and updated science, there's a higher demand for alternatives and suppliers are trying to both compete and match. With all of the alternative milks out there, it can be challenging to pick which one, and I've tried quite a few. There's almond milk, flaxseed, oat milk, cashews, and others. Um, so I'm kind of going to go through which ones I've tried and my tips for them, I guess. So the first one would be almond milk. Um, I would say that most of the brands like Silk, I think, um, are a little bit runny and they offer vanilla, sweet, unsweetened. So you can kind of pick which is best for your taste. I would definitely go with the vanilla, um, unsweet or sweet for like your morning cereal and things like that. That is, it adds a good creaminess to it. Um, but like for your everyday like cooking, if you're adding it to uh, soups or stocks or something, then I would definitely go with the not vanilla one and the unsweetened. Um, but I think the best brand for that one is the Califia one, Califia Farms. Um, it has like a Starbucks lady logo. I know that's not right, but you know what I mean? It has like the lady that looks like a goddess or maybe a mermaid on it. Um, but And it's kind of expensive but all of them are a little bit more pricier than regular milks um like two percent one percent they're i would say maybe a dollar fifty more but i think you get more value out of it because it lasts way longer um also uh number two would be your flaxseed uh i think they have different varieties they have a protein option for that one and i think that's really great i used to use the flaxseed protein i had maybe 10 or 14 grams of protein in each serving and i use that for my protein smoothies uh, for the gym or it's, it's a little bit thicker which i really like the only thing with this milk is that it tends to separate so you have to shake it before you use it or else it'll settle at the bottom so you have to be kind of careful with that one uh, my third one is oat milk. This by far is my favorite for flavor. Um, it's so good for coffee. Like that is my favorite creamer to use because it offers kind of like that OD taste when you think of like breakfast or like a warm oatmeal cookie, like that brown sugary sweetness, you know, that's what it tastes like. And it whips and foams really well. So if you want like a cappuccino or something, oat milk is my favorite go-to for that one. Uh, my next second one, I guess, would be great for coffee um, is cashew milk because it's really, really creamy. I remember it being a little bit more expensive than the others, but cashew milk is also the best, I think, for cooking because the other ones tend to be a little bit thin, you know, a little bit watery, but cashew kind of holds its, like, thick potentness that, I guess, uses that real milky flavor, I guess. I don't really know. Um... I think the best value if you're like, I like milk and I want something exactly like milk, I would go with this new thing called pea milk, which they've really got to work on their marketing because that sounds really gross, but it's P-E-A milk, of course. <laughs> and um, it's actually, they only have one brand out there, I think right now, and it's called Ripple. And um, it kind of has like little dots on the side and it really stands out because it's, it has a bright colors like pink or something and it literally says P-E-A like large letters on the labeling and this one is the most interesting to me because who would have thought but it kind of makes sense because pea kind of falls into like the legume bean nut family and so it actually extracts like 
the pea protein or something that they use to make that milk so it has the most value the most protein the most creaminess the most thickness and it's the best most practical I want exactly milk that I would go with that option and um, lastly of course coconut milk is has been out there the only thing I put that at the bottom because coconut milk has a very dominant flavor so unless you love coconut this is not the milk for you and um, coconut milk is is traditionally used in a lot of cultural dishes anyway it's great for cooking whipping cream it's super thick super super coconutty again so just watch it you know like if you don't like coconut don't even bother and i don't even think they have this um in the dairy section you would have to find it in like a can it's usually in like the thai or asian influence section in a grocery store so i would check that out um but i i personally think milk substitutes are a great practical option um because they cost relatively the same it's a matter of a dollar or two but you definitely get your value because it lasts twice as long three times as long as regular milk regular milk you get a gallon and i'm by myself so i never finish that gallon you know and so it goes bad and spoils before i can use the whole thing and so and it only and regular milk only lasts like a week maybe a week and a half before it starts getting that smelly smell you know but um alternative milk lasts for almost a month you know so you definitely get your value and if you really wanted to be creative you can actually diy like do it yourself make um alternative milk at home it's actually really really easy there's a whole bunch of um recipes online out there like if you wanted to make your own cashew milk or oat milk it's like a matter of putting it into a blender adding some water and then you can kind of customize it based on your allergies or your preferred sweetness like if you don't like regular sugar you can add your own honey or a little bit of brown sugar or you can make cinnamon milk by adding a little bit of cinnamon you know there's all these little cute things that you can do out there and basically you blend it till it's like super super pure but not mushy and you put it through cheesecloth and then you have your milk there's these really there's like cute turmeric milk out there it's so good there's all chocolate milk you can make your own chocolate you know so if you want to if you're the type of person that's watching exactly what ingredients you want in your milk um you can definitely make it at home so that's uh, an option for sure um but i i don't know i think nut milk is really good i um it's ethnically and sustainable if you're if you just want to be on trend with saving the planet but it's a bunch of mini changes that truly make an impact but i recommend at least trying it you'll obviously taste the difference at first if you're switching over but after a little while you really can't and it's worth it because once you realize how over time your body seems to feel better, it's a little less agitated and a little more happy, it's, I think it's a really great switch. So um, thank you guys. This is the end of my show for today and um, I'll catch you next time. Bye.